Yo, what's poppin'? What's up? This is your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Fourth Broken Protocol. This is take two. We just slayed it again. And, uh, hey, man, you know what? Y'all know that I've been at sea for a couple of weeks. Um, I, I initially only planned on having one, one guest on, uh, you, you know, I had Steven Scott. We did two episodes last week, but I, I had to do a bonus, man. Cause we have we have the granddame of the ship, <laughs> who y'all know television, film, Broadway. This is a, this is actually a special. I'm very excited because normally we only have comedians on, and I actually have been saying to myself, you know what, I want to expand because it just, I I know so many artists, you know. And, and ladies and gentlemen, give some love to Shan Wilkins in the building. Hey, you, you know her from some of everything. You know her from Made Made in Manhattan. You know her from Two Weeks Notice. You know her from. Bad Boys too, you know, you know, and you know from from the Broadway stage. And here's what's funny: Palindromes. Uh, I did look it up. Yeah. I remember that movie. I, I yeah. didn't see it, but I remember when it because uh, Todd Salon. Todd Salon. Yeah, yeah. Todd Salon. Uh, re- real quick story about him when um. I think when Welcome to the Dollhouse came out, yeah, yeah, I, we we had, um, you know, they sent out the 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 uh, tickets to SNL uh, cast of members, course. yeah, and so I'm like, I'll go, you know, um, the SNL uh, publicity department said, yeah, go, so I go, and I wasn't familiar with his his work at that point, right, right, so independent filmmaker, right, yeah, right, yeah. so um, the the film critic out of New York with the big eyebrows, I, white Gee. hair. Not Shallot. Not Gene Shallot. Not oh. Shallot. Another dude. I know, I know who you're talking about. He has whiter He's hair. Gray. It's gray. gray. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He came up because because the publicist from SNL was like, "Hey, interview Dean Edwards." So he's like, so he started asking me about, yeah, and what is it about <laughs> Todd's films that you love? I was like, "Hey, man," and and I did the 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 you know the diplomatic. Oh well, you know I just. I think his films are important, and and he said <laughs> I BS my and but he saw in my face. He's like, you don't know why you're here. And I, in retrospect, I should have just said, Hey, man, they had some free tickets, and I can't. Wanted to come check it out. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. But. but yeah. But Todd, yeah, that was Todd. A, that was a great film for me. Yeah, was, yeah. I really got to show my acting chops. Well, explain because because for those that don't know the film and should and and myself included, yeah. I, I read up on it. But tell people what because what was interesting. You and I were speaking, and you said out of all your work, you said that's the the film you it's, wanted me to see. Yeah, I I think well, it's you know I'm usually casting films as the the funny person, okay, the, the funny scene or the you know, the comic, you know, kind of uh, relief kind of thing like that. Right. But in this one, um, uh, we all played this character of Aviva. Okay. Which starts out as a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but nine people play her. Myself oh, wow. and Jennifer Jason Lee were the only adults that played her. So in our mm. adult form, I still play a 13-year-old child. Oh, wow. So wow. I was, I think I was like 40, 38, 40 at the uh-huh. time, and I was playing a 13-year-old child. So it was very interesting to see yeah. my little slot. So just in the work, and Todd Salons, he's a, he's a great filmmaker. You know, he's very eclectic, very out there. One day he said to me on the set, he's like, Sharon, um, um, you know, that scene was really, it was pretty good, but uh, can you uh, uh, do it better? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I, said, I said, okay, Todd, yes, I can do it better. Right, right, right. So that was his direction, but, it, it, you know, I, I knew what he was talking about. And his auditions are very intense and uh-huh. very, you don't even get the script, you know. Really? You don't get the script. Really? They don't give you the script of any of his movies. And you read some arbitrary and you know. So they so your agent 
your agent tells you, okay, you're reading for salons. Mm-hmm. Um, you say, okay, what's the project? They're like, oh, we don't we know. Don't know. We, don't we don't know. They don't even have the name for it yet. You're just, you're going so for the director. So you go in and he, you go in with him and you, he, what, what he does though, even though he doesn't give you the script, mm-hmm. he gives you what the movie's about. He tells okay. you all about okay. what the movie's about. So he gives you a, a clue, but still you're not reading the script from the movie. So you right. don't, you're still like... Okay, I'm gonna act this scene, and uh, uh, well, it worked. He he gives you he get so he gives you uh, the foundation of what the film is about, and then, and yes. then you hit sort of the beats where he just he yeah. gives you a scene and says. But yeah, that's not but that's not even the dialogue for it. Wow, which is wow. crazy. But it was a great experience, great uh-huh. working. Also, because I, I think of myself more of an actor than a singer. Okay, okay. Only because uh, you know I went to NYU and I studied with you know Meisner and Stella right. Adler and. And all that, and in my head, I mean, I, I sang all right, but I didn't think my voice was all right. that, that major. But, oh so. no, it's me. Ah. If, if y'all, if y'all <laughs> saw her after midnight on this shit, man, she oh. she is uh, she's amazing, and you have so much fun I with do. it. And and I've now seen you, I think, with three different casts. Different casts, yeah, you have right. And, and and because each time, for those that don't know, each time uh, uh, the casts will do a six month. Every run? every six months, the cast changes. Okay, so every but six months. But the guest the star can be on for as little as six weeks or, right. or as long as six right. months. Right. So we get to I've, pick our. I've seen it four times. I've seen mm-hmm. it once, three with you, and once with Brenda. Brenda, yes, Brenda, Brenda Braxton, yes, Brenda, another Brenda Broadway Braxton. diva, yes. right? Yes, yes, and. and uh, and what 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 I find amazing because you you know there there are shows there are live shows I should say mm-hmm. that you'll go to well say with comedy right comedy is um, what I find challenging about comedy which I even told you all and you all have been very gracious and, and giving because the the cast members on all the shows everyone comes out and supports See, each right, other which is which great. is which is wonderful nice. it's great energy because the crowd sometimes are funky. Mm-hmm. Um, but with comedy, once someone's hit a punchline the first time, it's like a it's a, it's a magic trick yeah, yeah. because it's a misdirect. So that after doing it the first time, uh, it's it may not hit as hard the each second. time thereafter. Right. And unless you change it up, mm-hmm. you know, you you uh, you you know offer vocal inflections that you didn't have. Exactly. Maybe the first time. They saw it. You did something differently, and because I know since I've, I because there's the after midnight is very chocolatey. Yes. <laughs> and so when I look in the back and I see you and I see Daryl and I see a bunch of the 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 singers and dancers from the show, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna add a little stink. Yeah, because I can put because I can do it. But that's the beauty about. Right live theater itself and also what you do Mm -hmm. as comedians you know every opportunity you get up there you can change it or shape it or make it what you want and the same thing in live theater even though it's the same show I'm singing the same songs the people who are doing it are a little different Mm -hmm. each Mm -hmm. time and how they do their thing so I have to uh, react off of what they're doing and and, you know so it, it will be different each time, but that's the beauty of it. Right, right, right. You know, it keeps it fresh. It keeps it, uh, I say, organic or mm-hmm, whatever that, mm-hmm. that the connection is between your audience. Right. And even with you, you know, you well, you ain't got to worry about hitting the punchline. You hit mm-hmm. the punchline all the time. Right. You don't have to worry about it. You you are brilliant in your thank your you, storytelling. Thank so thank you, thank you. no, you're a great, incredible dean. Been watching for years, man. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. honey. Got me blushing. I'm turning purple. What does a legend become, people? <laughs> yes, D. But you you speak to some. I remember um, 
uh, great, great acting, Larry Morse, right? Mm. And, and Morse, I remember he said, um, and he, he's always, you know, because he came up under Stella. Yeah. And so he has so his, did I, he, yeah. always, he has his stories. You know, I remember Stella, Stella said, and it was about the, the work. And, and he, he pointed, he made a good point to me that always stuck with me. He said, you know what? Sometimes you'll, and I'm sure you, you've had this happen where you'll do something, something with an actor and then they have this passive aggressive uh, approach of giving you notes like, yeah, you know what, maybe you should try it this way. And, and the reason they do that is because they're not listening right. and acting is, is listening yes, and, and, is. Playing and, and playing off of each other versus them saying, well, I saw the way I rehearsed it exactly. is I, I wanted you to do it this way. So here, do it this way so I can do so I can be great. Right. And but what, but what happens is they, they cut their nose off to spite their face because when you don't listen, mm-hmm. you may miss an opportunity yes. to be even greater yes. in the moment. Yes. Then then you wouldn't if you just right. said, oh, I'm doing this, and no matter what they do, I'm doing this. Right, right. So that that kind of, that would happen also. Well, because if you wanted to, if you want to stick to the notes, go work a nine to five. If you well, if yeah. you want to if you want to do the same exact thing. You, honey, I had Stella Adler. I had Stella Adler. I was the last class in NYU Tisch School of the Arts uh-huh. that had Stella Adler as oh, our wow. master teacher. Oh, that's nice. In the eighties, and I must tell you, she I mean she say things like this, darling. There are a million ways to do it. Why do you choose the wrong one? Mm, ooh. Or she say things like this. She's like, darling, what do you want to be? An actor or an extra? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, she had a That's million. so cold. Oh, but, but she, so, would, she would kill us. She would yeah. kill us. But, I mean, she was trying to break us down, but to build us up. Right, to be right, right, actors, right. You know, but um, I've always loved the art form and acting. Yeah. Um, I grew up, you know, my mom in my house with so much feel filled with music because my mom used to sing in clubs and stuff. Okay. And, and growing up, oddly enough, a lot of the things that I, I give some of uh, my family mostly because I got a crazy family and everybody was wild and crazy. But my comic genius, a lot of it comes from I Love Lucy. Oh, people watching, speak on it. I mean, you have no idea. Yeah. I mean, that's why today I, I have volumes of I Love Lucy because I can watch it, her timing and uh, even though Ricky was the mastermind behind it, as far mm-hmm. as like the writing of it, she was the person that could actually she had to play it. do she had it to and play it. it. Yeah. And so I find myself just, you know, uh, uh, imitating her at times mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, and, and, and it works sometimes like it cast. Well, if you're going to imitate, imitate you from well the take, greatest. Yeah, right, you might as well come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on. I, I, come on. I, I said to, I said to, you know, because stand-up comics, uh, get into this and I'm I'm more mature now I'm a vet, veteran of sorts so I don't get caught up in nomenclature and labels right. and tags yeah. and, right. and and you see a lot of newer cats and even uh, older veterans are, are very well you know man they, they ain't comics I'm like listen I'm like Lucille Ball was one of the was, best was, was a brilliant comic she wasn't a stand up comic no but, but she's she a was brilliant a com- comedian. Yes. Yeah, she is a brilliant comedian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, man, I, I, I remember it coming on Channel Five. Yeah. Um, if you back I, when it was like five or six, it was channels. only five or six channels. And, and, and I'm, da- I'm dating myself. No, but you know, but what? yeah, it was it's like five or six channels. Just, there was you had you had in in New ABC? York City you had 
ABC. You, you had ABC Channel 7, NBC, NBC Channel, Channel 4, 7. Channel 2, 2 CBS. That's right. You had Channel 5, was before it was Fox, it was just uh, yeah. WNEW. Yes. There you go, um, right. You, you had, I'm digging myself very That's proudly. That's right. Uh, and then you had PBS. Right, 13. Because you didn't 13. have Channel 11 yet. Right, right, right. right. Channel 11 came, came a little later. Exactly. And... Everyone, Rodney Laney, good good friend, y'all have heard on the episode. Love Rodney Lupin, Laney, love awesome, him. awesome comic, good friend. Yeah. And he and I were saying, he said, you know what? It's interesting that back in the days, we all were united by the entertainment because if if something happened on Monday night on Little House on the Prairie. And it, regardless of what color and race you were, you knew you knew it because that was the only thing that was, our that was on. Media. That was social media. Was yes. yo? Did you see what 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 uh Pa did? did what Michael right, Landon right. did? You know, you saw what he did. Right, yeah, right. You know. Um, whereas now there are so many networks. Oh, so many, so channels. many programs on so many networks. Where sometimes I'm on, like I have Direct TV, and I, I'm, and I'll just keep pressing, mm-hmm. just because that's the habit, right? To see, right? To see versus what's just stopping nope. and taking it in and saying, you know what? Let me, let me watch this. Just commit to this and see what you know what it might be. Maybe it is something. This I think I think that's one of the. Um, one of the detriments of of freedoms of sorts mm-hmm. is that you aren't forced to. You know, I remember right. my, my my parents. I remember my parents made me watch. There was a um, back in the era of miniseries, those long yes. form miniseries. Yes. Uh, there was one. I want to say it was on Showtime when Showtime first came out, called Centennial, mm-hmm. with uh, Richard Chamberlain. Uh, anyone who was like an actor at the time was was in the show. Ryan Dennehy, yeah, and uh, and it was, it might have been a ten episode, maybe more, ten episode miniseries mm-hmm. that my parents they were like, we want there's some history uh, of this country and uh, you know the genocide that was committed against uh, native Native Americans, mm-hmm. so we want y'all. To, to watch this. To, to watch this. And I remember I was mad because it was a like, Saturday afternoon. Like, yeah, I don't feel like watching this. And by by episode two, uh, uh, Jake Pasquinell, one of, one of the, uh, you know, young Indians in, in the show, he was, because he, they were the anti-heroes. So I found myself rooting for these, like, outlaws, you right. know, whose dad was, was, was white and their mother was, was Native. And so they, so they walked this fine line of being, uh, you know, biracial uh, yeah. during that era. And I, it, it, I wound up, I bought the, uh, I bought the miniseries on DVD probably wow. a couple of years ago because I was like, wow, that was that was like just this memory. And yeah, yeah. and only a handful of my friends remember, like uh, my buddy Max Brooks. He he was like, oh, dude, I, I used to love that uh-huh. that miniseries, but now unless it's, it's an so, event, and it's so or or unless. Word of mouth, unless people are like you gotta watch right, this, right, you gotta right. watch this because there's so many. I mean, I find myself very few network shows mm-hmm. that I watch. Right. Only like two right. or three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Scandal, yeah. How to Get Away with Murder, maybe one or two. Right. Because you're you're on Hulu, you're on you're on. I mean, Netflix, it's so yeah. Netflix is so many different series. Yeah. So it, it's a lot out there. And, and and it's hard to keep up with them. Like, say for instance, Scandal. Yeah. Scandal. Yeah. Scandal had me for. Three seasons? Right. But that's what happens. And that's what happens. Even like really, really good se- Orange is the New Black. Yeah. They had me for two and a half yeah. seasons. Yes. <laughs> then I had to, I, I, I moved yeah. on. Yeah. And then some things like Black Mirror, oh, I watched Black Mirror everything in like a, a day or show. two. That's a, and, well, well, you know what's with the, um, 
I I think I believe British uh, series producers get it right because they're like you know we don't need to do we don't 12, need 12 episodes, episodes a season. Let's do we can Let's do, do four, four maybe six. Yes. And you know get them in lock their attention and, and keep them wanting perfect. more. And it's perfect. You want more. You yeah because I was mad at that fourth season that yeah, it was yeah. over. Yeah. I haven't I haven't watched I'm the last episode I haven't watched yet cuz my and wife the last she one wants is great. To watch. It's called I, Black Museum. I know, I know. I know. I didn't It's with the girl from, with the girl from, uh, from Wakanda. Panther. Yeah, from Panther. Yes. Um but that's but Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda <laughs> forever. We're, we're both, we're, we are putting uh, the black Pinta. The Black Panther. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> um, and, you know, unless you, you spoke about, you know, uh, training under Stella at NYU. Yeah. So I want to get into your history. So yeah. you're, uh, uh, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Newburgh, New York. I thought so, Newburgh. Little town yeah, right yeah. up on the Hudson. Off of 84. Right off of yeah, 84, yeah, yeah. right down from West Point. Yeah. Born and bred, you know, there. Uh lived there my whole life until I went to NYU in okay. the 80s, graduated 88, and then I lived in New York City my entire life. You know, um, going to school in NYU was almost like a, a, a it was exciting, it was great, mm. but it was almost like a blanket. Okay. You know, when you're safety in, when you're in safety, course, because yeah. you learned everything. You had right. all these courses, everybody was doing the same thing you right. were doing, so you had incredible courses. We had a, my first year in NYU, I had a course called Introduction to New York Theater. Uh-huh. It was one of the best courses in my life. Every professional from producers, directors, writers, mm-hmm. actors, mm-hmm. they would come every Tuesday and Thursday and oh, they would just wow. talk about the business wow. and what you should do or what you right. shouldn't do or Gave how you, you should trust. Do. Oh my okay, goodness. Yeah. It was it was you couldn't have bought that. Right. You know, so I had incredible teachers, incredible courses. I learned so much, still being under the guise of college, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though living in the city and living in dorms and, you know, being out on your own. It was expensive, but my mom she sacrificed. She and gave she gave do, she yeah. gave her all. You yeah, know, she yeah, raised yeah. three you know three kids. Yeah, you know, after yeah. she was widowed by my uh, older sister and brother's father. But oh, wow. okay. so I lived in New York, and I you know I did what everybody else did: pounded the pavement. Right. You know, went to auditions. You know, did a lot of uh, non-equity tours before I was even <laughs> you know of, of different shows yeah. like uh, Eight Miss Baby. But what was so funny? Okay, I'll tell you this. Um, growing up. You know, I'm a heavy set black woman, mm-hmm. and even though in in upstate New York, in upstate New right. York, but even coming to the city and, and even being in this business as a heavy set black woman in the '80s and getting out of school, now I study under Stella, so I did Shakespeare, right. I did all these things. I remember going to auditions mm-hmm. for um, for Taming of the Shrew, which is okay. Kate, yeah. and you know, I would go in and I would do the monologues, right. fi fi, unknit that unkind, threatening brow, you know, mm-hmm. doth not school, you know, I would do that, and they knew I was great, right. they knew I was a great actor, right. but they were not going to hire heavy set black women right, to right. play Kate right. at that point, right? You know right. what I'm right. saying? So what, so what 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 made you what knowing? Did you know that going in? But you said, well, I'm still going to do it because I want to well, show them well, what I can do. Well, I felt like. I was so blessed to have a mother that that instilled in me that I could be anything and do anything. Okay. Okay. And I, and and with the support, um, the support is important. Yeah, support. And so you know, I had all that in my life. Yeah. But for me, I knew I was I'm gonna be I was gonna be a great actor. Okay. No matter okay. what the physical outside looked like right. to the world. Do you right. understand what I'm saying? Right. I mean, in our culture. There's nothing wrong with me. It's just not, there's still nothing wrong with me. Right. But um uh. You know, back then, you know, you 
you weren't you weren't getting hired for the the soap operas or the right, you know. Okay. Okay. But I still hung in there. But the the amazing thing how things work out. I did that monologue for this director, and I remember that day. So I walked outside the room. He came back. He came. And says I need you to come back in here. Mm-hmm. So he said to me, not in so many words that you know you are really good. You're mm-hmm. really. But he wasn't going to cast me for that role. Okay. He says, "Do you sing?" Mm-hmm. And in my head, I said, like, "Yeah, I sing." But I yeah. So he says, "Okay." He says, "Give me your information." The next week, I got a call. And they wanted me to come in for a musical called Ain't Misbehaving. Oh, wow. I remember And that. so I went in. And, of course, I booked it. And I sang. he was like, you are amazing. Wow. And so that started kind of, uh, didn't start my musical career, but professional actually working. So it was mm-hmm. a non-equity tour. You know, I paid my dues, those those vans, to driving 10 hours right, from, right. From, from gig to gig. <laughs> right. So I did that for a while. And eventually, uh, uh, I got my equity card and... Um, and then, uh, how did that feel when you get got your? Because well, you went, you went from you went from student student to, to non equity to getting, to getting that, that card. I'll tell you and, how great it yeah. felt. Because with that show, it was I've done tours all over this country. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a few times I've done a European tour, uh-huh. all that stuff. Uh, a friend of mine, God rest his soul, he's dead now. He was in Venice, Florida, mm. and he was doing a production of Amos Behaving. One of the girls had to leave two weeks early before the show closed. Mm. Even though it's not the role I play, he said, Sharon, if you come down here and you do this role because it's an equity contract, you'll get your equity card. Oh, wow. Okay. So I did. And that's how I got my equity okay. card. And I felt, it's so crazy. You felt, you feel it. You felt official. You felt like. Yes. You felt validated. Yes. You felt like. Wow, I'm, I am an actor yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have no money, but I'm an actor. I can get benefits. I can get benefits. <laughs> right, no, right. So it was, it was great. And uh, my career just went on, and I started doing more and more um, tours and things. And in 1990, mm-hmm. I was cast in a, in a workshop of a psychoma musical that eventually became The Life on Broadway. Okay. Um, and what people don't realize, sometimes it takes years for projects to get to Broadway. Yes. They don't realize how long it takes yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And this one that became my first Broadway show, The Life, I was cast in. And uh, it was great because being in New York, mm-hmm. when you have heavy hitters like Kasai Coleman and the people who make these shows, mm-hmm. everybody's coming to see you. So you're in these right. workshops. Right. And you have people like Cheetah Rivera. You have all these Broadway right. people coming to see you mm-hmm. in this new production Mm -hmm. so it turned into my first broadway show but you know i toured around in in 1997 it was it was the hilt for me my first broadway show the life and uh that year we were nominated for 14 tony awards so hold on so the so that show y'all started workshopping in In 1997 1990 yes seven years before wow so they were so i was in i think two of the workshops the the big one where it was actually a production the reed and down at on his feet feet, down Uh at west beth okay that theater in Mm -hmm. new york Mm -hmm. and uh then as the years went on i was in like one or two the only originals out of the, the, out the, of the workshop, workshop was myself, uh-huh. Chuck Cooper, Lilius White, mm-hmm. and Pamela Isaacs. Wow. So, yeah. and, and how, how many were in the final cast, would you About say? About 20, 20, 20, 20, yeah. 28 people, yeah. Because I've, 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 uh, I've spoken to people about this, because I, 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 from inception of Shrek the Musical yeah. to it hidden Broadway, yeah. I, I worked with it for two years. Yeah, that's, I mean, it takes time. And it takes time. And then... We they they X'd us they X'd a lot of us out from from the final uh, read 
to what wound up going to Seattle and then Broadway. Listen, it happens all the time. And it, and I did the yeah. second workshop of Hairspray. Oh, wow. Re- oh, I, did, and, uh, I did a workshop of Memphis when the when she had a mother at one time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what, it all changes sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, they change what the show's going to be and all that. So there's no guarantees. Of course. But, of course. you know. And yeah. explain for 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 those that don't know, um, explain to them what the process, what a workshop is, and and how what a, workshop a show winds up going from workshop to, to three acts to one to, 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 okay. to Broadway. What a workshop mainly is, uh, especially in New York, they're called twenty uh, nine hour or thirty hour workshops. Mm-hmm. You hire, you know, you hire a cast for this, and a lot of times they're not put on. Some of them are not put on their feet. A lot of them are just readings for that mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Where you read the material, you uh, learn some of the songs from the right. from the show, right. and then you put it in front of the creators right. at the end of the week. Some of them are more elaborate, where you rehearse for two weeks mm-hmm. and you actually put up numbers on their feet okay. in full, you know, the full numbers. Right. But that's what a workshop is. It's basically just for the writers and the directors to see the shape of the musical mm-hmm. or the play to mm-hmm. see how it is. But it takes a few of those to get to the point of even out of town tryouts sometimes yeah, yeah. and then for it to eventually go to Broadway. Right, so that's right. that's what it goes through, you know. That's that's the long tedious uh, It is a long tedious. So it's a lot of work before you even get to Broadway right. in previews. Which, which I would say is similar to an entertainer's journey of because course. you know when, yeah. when when people see is take take uh the show you're in right now on the ship after midnight mm-hmm. when the someone from uh you know Ann Arbor Michigan mm-hmm. happens to be cruising on the ship they see you perform like wow and they come up after that is amazing, amazing. I've never and they don't realize they don't not realize only that. what you've been through to to right. uh, where you're you're in Tampa rehearsing for mm-hmm. that month or two months but prior to you even getting there the, the show, show itself the years or a year, a couple of years it took to even get that up on right, its feet and, right. and that whole process before it even gets right. to Broadway and then brought, you know, yeah. so it's a long process. It is, you know, it is. You know, there's, you know, they say there's never any overnight success right, in our business, right. you know, because <laughs> we've been working all yeah, this time. Everybody, everybody, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Hart is hot now, but, but you know, Kevin Kevin's Hart been out been there for I watched days. something the other day, Kevin Hart, was in the background. Oh, it was it was a movie called Knocked Up, and Kevin yeah. Hart was like just just like he had like I don't even know if he had a line or uh-huh. two lines, but he played like the friend. Yeah, and it, you know, so you know, it's never an overnight success. Yeah. but we work hard and yeah, we, what um, we do, and we get to a point. So basically, my that that's my acting career uh, as far as theater, mm-hmm. and then did you? When, I want I wanted to ask you nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, did your sort of because you and I spoke about this uh, last night, mm-hmm. you would say for yourself, like I, I, anyone can act. And, and I, I see, I remember Sam Jackson, I think, uh, said it. He said, uh, you know, people always come up to me and like, man, I, I want to act. And he's like, you know what? Most people want to be stars. Most people want to be famous. Exactly. They you don't know, really they don't want to do the, they don't because they don't work. know the work. Because he said he said you know if you want to act regardless of where you are in the world you can go to your local community you theater. theater. You can act. You can get you some classes. Get you classes. can if you want to act. You're right. It's the truth. People want to be stars. Right. They want to. They want the fame. Right. Right. But they don't. They, they don't, don't do know the work. work that comes with that. They really don't. They so don't with those years of. 
you know, those years of, you know, in school, those years of yeah. of preparation, those yeah. years of, you of know, learning the, the technique, of yeah. hitting the pavement, yeah. of all those auditions, the rejection. I mean, it's part of our, it's part of our life. Right. But, uh, but you, you're, you, you would say for you, it's a calling. I think it, it's uh-huh. the most, it's, it's what I do best. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I, you know, I, I wish it was other things, but it's what I do best. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know I'm good at it. Right, right, right. You know, when you know said, you're good said at something. Said with confidence, not not arrogance. No, not either. arrogance. Yeah. Never arrogance. Yeah. But yeah, I know I'm good at it. Right. So. Did you know at a young age, like at what at what age when you were in Newburgh, did you say, you know, I'll I think tell I you, could do this? Well, okay, uh, I'll tell you my upbringing. You know, we, you know my we are my mom's religious in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we all had to go to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what. So in a gospel baptist church growing up mm, in newburgh okay. new york as a little kid i don't care if you were shy or whatever right. they push you up there you to say going... easter speech i don't care if it was jesus wept <laughs> happy easter right i don't care so right. so you were always never afraid to get up in front of people uh-huh. and in my family life everybody sang in my house and mm-hmm. my mom sang so to me, I in my head, I thought, oh, that's how everybody does. Uh, and in church choir, you had so many incredible voices. Right. Everybody sang, so right. it wasn't a big deal. So when I went to school and stuff, of course, I gravitated to the music and, oh, and all the little plays and stuff. But I think for me, where the actual stage bug hit me, mm-hmm. it was sixth grade. Now, I'll never forget my teacher, Mr. Siglin. <laughs> Mr. Siglin, I don't know where you are, but if you were out there, I love you. All right. uh, sixth grade, we had an assembly. And we, the Wiz was big. Uh oh. And so we were gonna do a medley. The choir was gonna uh-huh. do a medley of the Wiz. Uh-huh. And Mr. Siglin came to me and said, Sharon, I want you to sing the solo if you believe. Oh. And I was like, I thought, okay, Mr. Siglin. I mean, you know, I thought, okay, fine. I remember that day so vividly. We're there and we sing. And so we were singing the thing. And then my part comes and we're ready to sing my solo. And of course, you know, sixth grade, so my voice was a little just, just, you know, I said, if you believe within you. And after, and what got me was after my solo part was finished, people were like clapping, Uh uh like erupting, like the school was like erupting. And I was looking like, Oh, it was almost, almost like the bug had hit me. So yeah. like Cupid had like an arrow, and I was yep. like, "This is what happened right, right. when I'm good." <laughs> right, right, so right, right. It was. <laughs> I think it hit me then. Yeah. And then being in school and being in choir, I said, probably when I got to like ninth grade, I said to myself, because you know you were in all the productions and stuff. I said, you know, I think I want to do this. When I was um, fourteen. Because we were so close to New York, we would go down mm-hmm. and see Broadway shows and stuff. But one, so your mom instead. So your mom was very, uh, at a young age, you you were you were uh, introduced to live theater because yeah. because let me tell you yeah, what yeah that's important. Now we were you know we were poor we weren't rich mm-hmm. but in my hometown there were a group of actors from Philadelphia. Okay, um, they came and they uh, uh, there was an old church in my neighborhood. Arthur French was part of that group. A lot of incredible, legendary actors. Mm -hmm. And they came into our community, and they built this school. And for $5, your mother, all your mother had to pay was $5 a month. Mm. You had, and buy your, whatever, leotards and stuff. Mm -hmm. So my mother put me in this little dance class, this little school. Mm -hmm. You had tap. You had ballet. You had acting courses. When I was 12, I did a play with Ozzie Davis called Tambourines to Glory. I mean, so that kind of shaped everything Mm -hmm. for me because my mother believed in it. 
and she believed in the the, the art form. Yeah. So I was thrust into that when right. I was very young, um, outside of my actual school. Mm-hmm. Freedom Theater, that's what it was okay. called. The Freedom Theater, they called themselves. And they were from Philadelphia, but all these people like Arthur I, French, I, yes. I, 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 they my, came into uh, Newburgh New. They would go into communities and they would build these these arts art, Freedom Theater. These art schools yeah. for the people who couldn't afford to go and pay all that money. It was five dollars a month. Right, right. Wow, that's Larry Yeah, and all you had to do and it, it's so crazy how when I was 12, this is a great story mm-hmm. uh, about Ozzie Davis, God rest his beautiful soul. Yeah, God bless. We did this show, and I was I had two scenes. I would come in, I would see some action happening, and I had two lines, and I would run out. So after the show, after doing that show, I got to meet him, and I said, and I walked in, and I was like 12, I said, can I have your autograph, Mr. Mm-hmm. Davis? He gave me his autograph, and as I was walking, I said, hey, come back here. He says, I need yours, too. Oh, wow. March to years later, the opening of Color Purple, uh-huh. Ruby D, his, uh-huh. his right, wife. wife. God bless. bless I her. God bless her. Yeah, I was there and I was at an after party. A lot of my friends were in the color purple. Mm-hmm. I got to talk to Ruby and I got to tell her what her husband mm. did for me when I was a twelve-year-old yeah. kid. It was just, it was beautiful. Just you know, yeah. coming back and forth. So my, so I, I was groomed to do it. Yeah, it was. It became very natural. Even Stella Adler said to me one day, uh, one of the greatest compliments. I was doing a, a, a scene from The Seagull. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or playing this Irish woman, <laughs> Irish woman, uh-huh. and she she was just like, because uh, for her class she was the master class. So by the time you got to her master, you had to have all your costumes. I mean, you had mm-hmm. the full production, you know, full whatever right. for her. And so I do my scene, and she stops and she says, "Everyone, I just want to tell you all this. You all don't have this, but she does. Oh. She has natural talent." Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, but of course she had to get like a thing, and she's like, "Of course." But, <laughs> but she's like, "She has natural talent." You know, that's what she has. She's very good, but she's going to fill up the screen with her her, her rear end or something. Because I was, you know, <laughs> having said, you know what? But it was great, though. I right, mean, what right, a great right. compliment yeah. coming from her, and yeah. everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Right? Yeah. But yeah. Um, so I was because when you this. got it, you got it. You know, and and, and the form of the art, the the acting art form. I mean, I love live theater, mm-hmm. but I also love I love film and TV because yes, you get to do it over and over again. But it's it's almost it's instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Like you know, in the course of a uh, in the course of a uh, of a theater show or a musical, you have an arc. You have two hours to kind of mm-hmm. get to the point. Mm-hmm. In television and film. When they say action, you really have to be there, and that's where the and that's where the acting technique comes from. However, you get there, that's up to you. Right. Whatever, but and I find that thrilling. Right. Right. I find that thrilling. I also find it thrilling how it's all put together. Uh, I think editors are brilliant. Oh, they, they're the unsung I, heroes. Yeah, yeah. I think editors of TV and film are are just just brilliant in how it's all put together. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm 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 grateful. Yeah. I love what I do. And uh, listen, I'm fifty. I'll be fifty three April twentieth. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm black so don't ex- crack. Of course, black don't crack, baby. She's she's a, a uh, mid to high thirty. I'm a mid to high. You know, my recording age is twenty eight. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my mother's been twenty nine since I was six See, years old. Hey, you like my how I get older than you, mother? Right, exactly. How that exactly. happened? Um, yeah. Did now. At what point did you you so you you are uh, you're on Broadway? Switch from how I got to TV and film. Did you switch here from TV to well, film? Well, here here's the thing. Uh, one of 
Oh, my agents, the agents that I still work with in New York are Hard and Curtis. Okay. But at one time, they were under Brett Adams. Brett Adams used to be the man, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the best theater agents years and years ago. But they broke off. And what Nancy would do to me, because back in the day, when if you were in theater and your picture came across a casting agent, they were casting for TV and film, even though if you looked the part, yeah. they turned that over. And it. if you yeah. had no, no TV film credits, mm-hmm. you just, they push you to the side. Mm-hmm. So back then, what my agency would do, they would send me on go-sees. Okay. And the go-see, it's not really even an audition. It's just you going to see the agent and say, hi, I'm Sharon Wilkins. And you, you're talking to them like one-on-one so they right. can get to know you your personality and right. who you are. Basically, you were doing, you were selling yourself. You're selling you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You were selling who you are to these people who don't know you. Right. So the next time that your picture comes across their desk, they're like, oh, she was in here before. Right. You know, let's try her. Let's okay. see. So that was kind of your end. Uh-huh. You know, and I, they did that with me with lots of, everywhere from Todd Salons to, uh, to Sydney LeMay. Mm-hmm. I went, September 11th, I was, I was up at an audition. When when it happened? When it was when it was early, happening. Early morning. Early wow. morning. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. Where were, where was where was the? Uh, it was in Queens. Yeah, they were okay. shooting. Okay. They were shooting a series called um, Center One Hundred Center Street. One Hundred Center Street. Yes, yeah. my friend Chuck Cooper was one of the originals on there. One of the series uh, regulars, and so I remember. It was early, early morning. It was like even like seven, seven thirty. So I had to get up there, get on the train. That you go there, and the van's gonna pick you up and take you to the studio. Okay. However, when we got to, it was a little diner. People were all in front of the diner, in front of the TV. We didn't know what had happened. So apparently, one plane hit. The first plane had hit, and nobody knew what happened. And no one knew that when the first plane hit, you didn't know it was an attack. Well, everybody thought it was an accident. Everybody's like, "What a horrible accident!" Oh my goodness. So they got us in the van and took us over to the studio. And we're there. And this is just a go see. Just mm-hmm. like not even an audition, just a go right. see to meet Sidney LeMay. And Who's so by the director. Oh my God. Like that's iconic. Are you so kidding me? You were up at 4 a.m. Yes. Honey, I was up. I was ready. I said, <laughs> right. I'm going on right. this. Right. So you get to the studio and, and they stop filming because all this is happening on TV. Mm-hmm. And the second plane hits. Mm. And nobody knows what the yeah. hell is going on. And is it Lou Giacomo, a big casting agent? He's, he passed away now, but Lou Giacomo was the casting agent too there. Okay. So everything was on hold. Everybody's in freeze. So what Sydney said, okay, just whoever's here for the ghost, he's just, you know, he brought us in one by one. And he and Lou, you know, everybody's mind was somewhere else. Right. Well, he was talking to us and what have you. And Sydney LeMay reached across after talking to me. He's like... I'll see you in a few weeks. Oh. So basically, he just gave you a job. Wow. So it was... Just off of you selling yourself. Exactly. So it was those kind of things Mm -hmm. and all the craziness that was going on that day. Right. So it was... So that's really how my TV film... Right. You know, because... After a while, once you once you did come in, they saw oh she's really good. Right. They just kept bringing you in, especially Todd Salons. I mean, I mean not Todd Salons, uh, Thaler, George Todd Thaler. Okay. Who was a big casting agent? He would bring me in. I mean, for all kinds of movies, Rear View, and eventually he brought me in for Made in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and that was one of my first movies. No, to no, it was something else he brought. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. how I got my foot in the door. Right. Doing, uh, and now I can say I've done over. Between TV series, over a hundred TV wow, films, wow. commercials, that's, voiceovers, that's, yeah, 
you know, thus far. So that's, that's a good look. Yeah, that's it's a, great. It's actually a great look. And I'm yeah. grateful that I get to do it all. Yeah. And still get to do it all. So well, I'm especially excited. especially because, as you said, from when you were at NYU uh, Theater School in the '80s mm-hmm. to now, the the I, this sounds so hacky, but the landscape is totally of the entertainment oh, spectrum has changed because, oh, it's totally like different. you said, there was a time I wasn't even in the industry, but I remember mm-hmm. if you were if you were on TV, you didn't do you film. didn't do film, and if, if you did versa- film. You you didn't slum it in in you TV land. You didn't do land. commercials, right? And you, you definitely didn't do, didn't do commercials. No, you didn't do any of that. Like every so often, back back when I was younger, I remember hearing about like, yeah, Tom Selleck did a watch, uh, and everybody was like, watch ad, and everybody in was Japan, like, right? And everybody was like, like oh, how dare he's selling his soul short? He's leaving the arts. He's a thespian. How oh, dare? Well, the landscape has changed, yeah, honey. Yes, people it has. have to. People do. They will do it all because. Do it all. And also, I think reality TV had a lot to mm-hmm. do with that too. Mm-hmm. You know, all the mixing in. I That's find one it good very, thing came out of reality TV. Yeah, you know. but I find it very funny. Also, reality everybody's a celebrity, everybody's a star, <sighs> yeah. everybody. You know, yeah. it, it's it's funny, but yeah. you know. Well, like I said, you you uh, your your maturity lets you get past the nomenclature and makes you say, you know what, I don't. Yeah, call me what you want. I just I I like I like as long as you put working. In front of it. That's all. As long as I'm a working yes. actress, working yes. singer, working... Can I tell you, my mother is so funny, still to this day. She's so proud of me. So, wherever she is, she's like, you know, my daughter, you know, you know she's a working actress. Okay. She always yeah, says, hey. she always says working. But with pride. I said, thank you, mother. It with beaming I pride. I thank you, but you know, you just put it out there to the universe every yeah. time she says that. Yeah. But, but she, she thinks she's so, like, in the know. She's like, right. yes, you know, my daughter's a working actress. Right. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that because you said you and you and you you've had a drastic weight reduction in comparison yeah. to uh, what you say the the heavy set system back yeah, in the yeah. days? Right. Did you find because now hearing your story, I'm thinking, well, you know what? Even if they tried putting you in a box, uh, because Hollywood loves to typecast, and they did. But and that don't get me wrong, that got me to the party. Don't get me okay, wrong. Okay. Being in that 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 box as that that. That, sassy, that, that, that sassy, big black woman. Big black woman, you know, funny. It got me to the party. Okay. I mean, the only thing the weight loss really has done is just opened up the party a little bit more. Okay. Now okay. I can play the, the, the girlfriend next door, the the, the, the mother, the, mm-hmm. the, the, you know. Jennifer I can, Lewis can't play everybody's mom. Right. <laughs> I know I love Now, you but know I love Black Mother but, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yes, yeah, she does. But, I, but, you know, the reason, too, I mean, that black don't crack. That's exactly. the whole thing. Yeah. I'm in my 50s now. They're just now seeing me for stuff 40 and 45. Isn't that something? I mean, Jennifer, we know her age. Right. But she, don't, she doesn't play that. Right, right, right. So you kind of have to, you know, you know. Uh, assess. That's my, assess. Assess. And that's yeah. what my age, especially my age is in uh, California. You're like, you are just now coming into your, mm. you know, now they're seeing you as, you know. The mothers and the you know stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, which I which I, fi- I find you know interesting. Is 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 it, it baffles the mind? Uh, because, uh, but I I have a I have a good amount of uh, you know I'm trying to think of somebody like uh, okay you take say uh, a Coco Brown who's a who's a comic slash actress uh-huh. you take a uh, Enretta who's also right. a comic slash actress right and 
I know and Monique and, Mo- and uh, yeah. obviously especially Monique right 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 know, uh, and Monique Monique I'm for I feel like um, the the quote unquote the blackballing is so misdirected yeah. you know because I I understood when when all of that was going on with the the Oscar campaigning and her saying listen I, I just had uh, listen lovers I I had two babies and am I being paid to because keep in mind she was quote unquote one of the queens of comedy right and she she was you know what was it with precious I understand respect to Lee Daniels and crew and the producers okay. and over everyone right but here's a woman that that was self-made as a comic. Right, before this. Before y'all said, you know what, we think you'd be right for this movie. Mm-hmm. And yes, Lee, you're giving her an opportunity and a chance to showcase her range and her other talents. Mm-hmm. And she did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think, I never saw anything wrong with her at least asking to, to, to get compensated. And if you're, if you're not going to compensate her, she should not be uh, begrudged or beholden to y'all because she doesn't uh want to go she's a new mother right you know right, and so right. I, yeah I, uh i have my i have my your my, opinion on, my on opinions that. on on it on that whole yeah yeah you know because um well here's the thing and even and now with with the advent of of social media mm-hmm. everybody has, has an, opinion. an opinion and that's what i think that's what messes it all up yeah because uh everybody has opinion and it's Sometimes it should never have been taken out of, you know. Family business is family and, business. And as we know, right. negotiations are negotiations. Right. It should, should all just have stayed right. in that realm. Right, right. But when you put it out there right. in social media, then everybody's opinions, and then they're like, oh, you're crazy, right. and all, you know. Well, they did it with, uh, you know, think about with, with Chappelle. When Chappelle. He, when he decided, I remember when he stepped away from uh, Comedy his show. Central. Yeah. And. The layperson hears that it's like how you walk away? They offer him fifty million dollars, and and here's here's context because Dave Chappelle at that point in time was not a poor man. Pilot Boy no. Productions because he's had eleven right. pilots, exactly. and so he he had money at the point. So so that wasn't the concern for him, right? Wasn't, it wasn't the fifty million dollars, right? It's his sanity, his, his peace sanity, of mind, his, his integrity, his what peace he, of mind. Yeah, it's yeah. those things. Yeah. What and, is that worth? Right, right. And guess what? It took took over a decade, but he wound up getting ten million more by doing. The three specials, which he actually gave him four, because right. he had two in the can exactly. when when they made that deal. So it's a you know, when people offer their opinions, you you have to take them with a grain of salt because you think to yourself, well, you know what, they don't know everything that that went on with regards They're to the situation. They're not in your shoes. They right. don't know what you're going through. They don't know the ins and outs of exactly. what people are saying to you or. Or, or what they want from you, right. what, what their agenda is. Right, the agenda. So, The you agenda, know, you know. It's that, like that. It, it, go, it goes through. I, 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 please, I, I was just, we were talking, uh, Steve Scott and I last week, we were talking about um, the Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien, uh, um, Tonight Show mm-hmm, debacle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember when that all went down. Everyone, until this day, like most of my friends are like, man, Jay was wrong for that. And I said, you know what? Y'all forget. And I was at, I was, I was still around NBC at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember when that happened. 
Jay was number one when I think he took over the Tonight Show in '92. And around around two thousand oh three to oh five, the head of NBC, Jeff Zucker, at the time, Mm -hmm. um, I think Conan's show was up for uh, renegotiation, and Conan O'Brien had said he wanted the Tonight. He said, "You know what? I'll stay with y'all, but I need the Tonight Show." Mm -hmm. And uh, so Zucker, they they wanted to make that happen because he was the hot young dude. And they go to uh, Leno and say, you know what? Hey, you're doing a great job. You've you you kept kept the sh- the car running mm-hmm. smoothly. You changed the oil. Did everything you had to to keep this show running and and holding on to number one. Oh, hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. So listen, we're gonna let you keep it for five more years, but in '09 we're gonna give it to the to the kid. And Jay's like, oh, but. <laughs> I did a great job. But you said I... No, no, you did. But we're thinking about... And and then as that date approached, the suits at NBC started saying, well, you know what? If if Jay leaves, now Fox might dangle a carrot. And and, and now we, we have to worry about him going to this other, other network. network. Yeah. And the long story short... NBC says, oh, here, we'll, we'll give you a show at 10. Oh, I don't know, guys. Says, no, no, it'll be fine, and it'll be a great lead-in for Conan. And then Jay wound up the bad guy when Conan didn't, uh, when it didn't live up to what, because Conan had his audience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he, he brought his 1230 audience to 1130, and a show at 1130, as you know, is different than a show at 1230. Right. And... Who wound up the bad guy and all that? Jay Leno. When I was like, well, no, actually, the bad guy was the conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Was 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 NBC that made the decision. That made the decision. Yeah. you know. So that's that's when when people for for all y'all listening out there, always know there's more that you don't know than what you it looks do. Looks like know. on the outside. Yeah, sure you know, is right. Uh, got off on a tangent. Yeah, uh, well, on that. Um, so what? What would you say out of all the because because I loved you in a, in a bunch of films and I actually I actually said to you last night I said you know what I I had booked two weeks notice right but, as a chauffeur but, right but I couldn't uh couldn't Lauren, Lauren and crew Lauren were like me, no we can't let like, you out no Dean um, you're going we we only asked twenty weeks of you and they're shooting during those twenty weeks so no and I was like okay all right, I guess so um out of do you have any um. I mean, I'm sure you have fond moments from all every every project, you know. I do. I tell you, I'm in love with that Will Smith. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm in love with him. I tell you, you know, I mean, you met him. I I, I auditioned for for um, Bad Boys too, so we shot mm-hmm. that down in Florida. Okay. Had a had a great time. I was only on the set for like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, had a really really great time. But he he's just the bee's knees, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In between scenes, you, you know. He'd come over and talk. He do things that you, that he let them really know who you play because I know they'll okay. all run in in, uh, in Bad Boys too. I was the lady in the um, the kind of uh, electronic store right. who had my kids and <laughs> and she sees them on the television and I'm like you two motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> you know, close your ears, baby. So so doing that, I had a great time and, uh, and he would come over and we talk about touring because in my early career I toured all over the world right, you know right. with theater and the whole thing and so he, he loves to travel and at that point Martin hadn't traveled a lot so we were talking okay. you know but just that he would come over and talk to me mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. I was like okay Mr. Smith but I also learned something about him <clears throat> whenever he would 
you know, you, you, all you have to do is watch people. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do is watch people. Um, not only as a, a performer, but as a person. As a person. Listen, as a person, he, you know, he didn't need like four big bodyguards. Right. He had one little bodyguard. If you didn't even know the was his bodyguard, you wouldn't even know around him. There was a woman's like a, like a woman's gym or like a, a curvy or some kind of woman's gym. Every now, he would work 14, 15 hour days, but every time he would come out, these women would run in a group and like just just be around him. He would stand there. He would sign every autograph. He would take a picture with every one of them. He would talk to them no matter how tired he was. And watching that, because I've been on many other films and I, you know, people don't, they don't really do that. I've seen all shades shades of of stardom. And just seeing the kind of person he was, so I fell in love with him. And this was going to really make you fall in love. So I did that film, and I was just excited. So uh, six months later, mm-hmm. his my agent is in like a panic. She's like out of her breath. She's like, Sharon, call me, call me immediately. I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's people called here. They want you to do iRobot. They mm-hmm. gave you the part. I said, huh? Wow. I said, huh? Wow. I said, yeah. <laughs> She said, yeah, so he wants you to do it. He's going to offer you this. Do you want us to negotiate? I said, hell no. <laughs> no just Are you kidding? Can you just call boy. them and tell them? Right. Yes. Yes, don't. don't. That was the most I made in any film. So and that's what I mean. Yeah. And just, I mean, I must tell you, it was just a, it was just a was, joy. And that's just, you You were on it. That's, now that's amazing. So you're on a set for a week, week, a week and, and a half, half with Will with Smith. With Will Smith. And yeah. y'all are just, y'all are, just, y'all are just connecting on a human level. as human beings. Not even acting. I mean, I wasn't trying to be his friend. I right. was over in my corner. Right. And, and I, but you didn't he, have an ulterior motive to try no, to him or get him good with Will honey, Smith. Honey, I'm, I'm trying to make keep my this, change, honey. Gig, right. Excited. Right. Just excited to be in the film. Right, right. And to see, you know, because what it really matters, I mean, no matter how much money we make in this world, no matter how famous we get, if you, if you, it's it's more who you are. If you're not a person, none of that, none of that matters. Right, right, right. Because we're all going to get old. We may get sick. We may right, die. We right. don't, none of that matters. Right, who, right. Who, who do you connect with? What do you right. do in your life to make the world better? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who are you? And so he showed me who he was. So I just tell you, I mean, just, just he, he is the best. Yeah. And what's this is gonna make you laugh? Cause you know, at that point, I was like, you know, I've made it. You know, I <laughs> listen. <laughs> so they, my agent said, yeah, you're okay. So your tickets are here, and I'm like, tickets. You know, I'm used to. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm flying. They sent me for one. I guess they thought I had an entourage. You know. Are you? <laughs> I had four first class tickets to Vancouver. Did was, you invite other people? I took my fiance at the time and my two best friends. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! It was great, honey. But uh, he was just the best. And I remember getting him to the set, and he was like, "Make sure Sharon comes this season when she gets here." Oh wow! And uh, wow. at that point, you know, he had that one point five million dollar trailer, which is like yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So a picture of this, Will Smith's a bodyguard opening his trailer Will Smith getting off of a, a round bed in the center of his with some shorts and a tank top on coming over towards you can I tell you my leg was bruised because my girlfriend was digging her nails into my leg like she couldn't even believe that this was happening she's like yo was, Sharon what's going was, on it was, it was, he was just the sweetest he's like so glad you're here thanks oh, for doing, man, that's, like, thanks that's for doing this I'm like right, right, <laughs> are you right. kidding me but you know what so I met some incredible people yeah, and I man, worked with that's... some you know, I've had the fortune of uh, 
working with incredible people and 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 being on the ship with you. Oh, thanks. You know, thanks. stars. Yeah, it's, it's great to thanks. see. They don't they don't realize the 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 caliber of talent that oh, they have. Oh, you know. Please. But the people realize it when they, they mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. So it's always great. There's a lot a lot of talent on. on I just let y'all know they they had uh they had this um sort of open mic for but just for the entertainers on yeah, the ship just our thing yeah. so we stumbled into it uh we were walking we were walking around we had off on monday night mm-hmm. and uh one of the people from the theatrical department says uh says yeah are you guys um gonna go to they open s- mic, go yeah. the, they have an open mic in the supper club so we're like all right I'll go check and when i tell you <laughs> that first they were a couple of the um artists from the other shows were mm-hmm. doing covers so one one dude did a cover of a song and i leaned back to rodney and jason i said was that a cover or was that an original because mm-hmm. i wasn't familiar they said no that's a cover mm-hmm. i said yo he killed that then he did his own song so, right that was just as the good if not talent, better and i was right. like yo talent galore that should be on the radio yeah yeah and then then the sister that did the mashup of yeah, oh, like seven, after midnight, Anastasia. And, and, oh, Anastasia. Yeah. See, I was, I, it's the type of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gushing. Um, <laughs> it's the type, and I'm gushing because uh, it, I said to myself, watching all them, I said, you know what, this is a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. To be around this talent, and you have to share because yeah. it's, it's almost like testifying in well, church, it is. right? It, is. it's it really testifying. is. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? God gave me a gift, so let me go up and I'm gonna work out Do these new think? jokes. Yeah. And because we've been on, sort of doing doing a cruise ship is is very corporate because mm-hmm. you're working, you're representing the uh, the NCL the brand, itself. the company yes. that you that hired you. Yes. And so you're as even, even whether whether you're you're doing a scripted show like after midnight mm-hmm. or you're doing a stand-up show where you actually have a script of you have certain jokes you're like you know what i know these jokes are not going to offend anyone you have to you have people to certain, from yeah. middle america right and so here i'm not gonna i i know i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do joke about uh you know going to funerals right. necessarily yeah. even though i probably could but right. just to be safe Right, because you don't want somebody coming up. Yeah, you know what? I really loved what you did, but um, my such and such Sad. died right, last right. week. So you know, right? Yeah. So there's a little restriction that right. way. But the open mic, you yes. can you can say anything and you let it hang out. Put it out there, yeah. Let it hang out. And it was yeah. it was it was beautiful, and and it, and I'm I, you're beautiful for for doing this podcast because I, oh. you know what I you know I I much last year you. much love to you last yeah. year. Thank you. Uh, likewise, and last year, and I've I've said. To I I don't call uh, people that listen to the show fans because fan is short for fanatic. I just call right. them fam. You know, right. call them family. up and fam that fam. that listen. Mm-hmm. They're family because they they come out, they support, and they listen, and they, they hear my voice um, every week that I do drop these. And I've been right. y'all be proud. I've been more consistent this year because last year I was lazy. And hearing that story about Will Smith, man, yeah. that's why after every show. I uh I go and stand yeah, outside yeah. and shake every hand because and thank them for coming and thank them for coming because you know what um I had a similar story that uh with with uh that you had with Ozzy Davis with mm-hmm. uh with Bernie Mac where yeah, when oh I first met when first, when first met the Mac <laughs> man I first met him 
I was backstage. It's 92, 93. I had just wow. started, and he was very great. I didn't know what to say to him, but I just right. said something, and yeah. he was very gracious and nice mm -hmm. and, and encouraging. Yes, yes. And, which is very important. You know, right. that's why I said when you said you're, 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 you had the support. Yes. You know, um, this this like I usually I drop like a jewel every every episode, and so I think what y'all can take from this episode, man, is support support whomever is in in your world that's on their their individual journey, yeah. because you don't know how much that support will help make them through difference. and make a difference through that dark period. It'll keep them. You know? It'll it'll keep you going. Yes. Yes. It'll keep you going. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's important, and then it's even it means even more when you are a family member. Yeah, when everybody else is a naysayer and and doesn't uh, believe in you because you're you're taking the road mm -hmm. less traveled. Mm -hmm. You know, you're 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 a heavy set sister from Newburgh, New yeah. York. That's you that is that getting plunged into New York City right. to chase a dream Three. that. Most people realistically aren't going to achieve right. the levels of success that you have. Exactly, exactly. But having your mom that put you in the, uh, said, you know, for yes, five hours, I'm going to put you in the Freedom Theater. Right, right. You know, and give you access. Is, exactly. That that others that there might have been another little black kid at right. that school that whose parents just, just, just the didn't, didn't have the she opportunity. She just opened up opportunities yes, she did. for me. Yes, but she supporters, did. just anyone, just even on a human level. Yeah. You see somebody, I don't know, smile at them. Smile. Say hi. You don't, don't know what their day is. Yeah. Yeah. What's it gonna hurt you? Exactly. It ain't gonna hurt you. If nothing, it's gonna make you feel better. Exactly. That because just connect with somebody on a human level. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. It's, 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 it's it doesn't it doesn't hurt you and it it, it could help. Them. Them, man, yeah, and, and encourage. I just, I love, I love Will Smith, man. I love Will. I love, I love Bernie. God bless because oh, yeah. those those cats make me. You know, I always say to myself, I said, you know what, I, we we all want success, and I mm -hmm. and I think you're very successful, and you want more success. Yes, you want to achieve course. more success. Yeah. I'm successful. I want more success. We have more dreams. And more dreams. Yeah. yeah. And the reason, one of the reasons I want I want more success is because. Because of that story, because mm -hmm. I I want to show people how you wear it, you know. Yeah. Because there's a there's a, if 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 it's a cloak, if it's a cloak of of success, you want to put it on and show people, hey man, you can be human. You can show your human side, and you can go interact with someone and yeah. say, hey man, you know what? We're on set together, and right. yeah, I have a one point five million dollar trailer. Sure, I, I don't have to talk to you. I don't have to right. look at you. But you know what? I, I'm gonna say hi. I want to see what's going on. Right, right, right. That that really and, just made made my day. And it also touched me just 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 as an artist. He in his eyes, and he said to me um, when I got on the set for iRobot, he says he says you killed uh mm. you slay. He says you had one line. He says yes. They gave you know I made up others. You know how you said yeah. they set you up in the scene and yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> And Michael Bay with his crazy self. He says, okay, just say something. So you get to improv and they see that you're an actor. Right, right. You know. That's what I mean, all the training I, I, is for. You're right, right. right. I, wish I, I wish I had the writing credits. Right. <laughs> you got homos and pornos up in here. I mean, I made all right, that stuff right, up. Right. And they kept it. But, uh -huh. you know, but that's what you train for because mm -hmm. they ask you to do these things and right. you do it. But Will C said, he says, you... He says you kill. He said if they don't remember nothing else in that movie, they remember that line. Right, right. Because I remember that line. So, know. so it was a great compliment. Yeah. That you know he believed in me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, yeah. as another actor, just being on the set. I mean, right. and in the scheme of, I'm the low man on the totem pole, mm -hmm. but it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. 
But guess what? Because he treated me like a star. And and you know what else? Because um, you you said when you when you were younger when you started, you looked at the you waited for the last name in the credits. Yeah, you're not the last name in that credit. No. so that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. I see. You know, it's just it's just great. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. So. Just excited. Dean, you're just the best. Thank oh, you for thank allowing me to no, be oh, here, Sharon, man. No, thank, thank you. Thank you for and coming. Just, um, you know, and, and we wish you continued success. Do we have do you have anything that we should keep an eye out for, like that's in the can already? Not right now. Okay. But it's but it's coming. You know, I we go back to that. LA, we do right. our thing. Exactly. You know. Exactly. You know. <laughs> but they can see me any given day on TV. Yes, yes, just, you can. Just go, Which just is a beautiful to, feeling. Go to IMDB. Right. Go ahead. IMDB her. If uh if you're what are your social medias? My social media on Twitter is Shree Wilkie Seven on okay. Twitter. How do you spell that? S H R W I M S H R W I L K I Seven. Okay. Uh, on Twitter, on um, uh, Instagram, it's the real Sharon Wilkins. Okay. And it's just Sharon Wilkins on Facebook. Not that for Gazy Sharon Wilkins. No, no, no. It's the real. Someone took my name, so I did. Yeah. The real Sharon Wilkins. <laughs> did you have to fight when you got IMDb? Did you was yours? Are you Sharon Wilkins one? I am Sharon okay, Wilkins one. They, no one go. took that, yeah, which is yeah, great. Yeah. I know. I was grateful for that. Yeah, no. Because if not, I was going to use either my middle initial middle, or something middle like initial. that. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, on on uh, internet movie database. Um, similar to SAG, mm-hmm. if someone has your name and they joined either before you, before you did, then they'll get the one next to their name. So it's nice that you have one because that's same with me. Yeah. I'm like, I, and they're they're a bunch of different. I, I found out from social media that there's a there's a I think a celebrity chef named Dean Edwards in England, yeah. a white. Yes, that yeah. there sure is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, a skateboard. Like there's they, a famous book writer named Sharon Wilkins. Is that right? So she'll come. Yeah, she'll yes. Oh yeah. wow, that's that's funny. Well, Sharon Wilkins. It's been awesome. Uh, keep an eye out for many more things, even greater. She she's yeah. far from peaking. Yeah. Um, to y'all, man, thanks for checking me out. Uh, you can uh, you can catch myself and Harris Stanton. We will um, we will be at the Borgata in Atlantic City from April 8th through April 14th. Um, you know my social medias, y'all. Uh, just follow me at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Tell a friend. Make sure you comment. Uh, make sure, you know, go give Sharon some love on, on, on her numerous pages if you enjoyed her. You know, reach out to her and let her yeah. know that you enjoyed her and look forward and you loved uh, her in any and all of her projects. <laughs> uh, it was your man Dean Edwards. All love. Two things, man. I'll catch y'all next time. Peasy. All right, here's a bonus. All right, here's a bonus. All right, tell you about another great story about Will. Okay, so he gives me the job for iRobot. Okay. So what do you do? Okay, so when I get to Vancouver, uh, I'm staying in the same hotel with Vin Diesel and and Tom Cruise. You know, I mean, they put you up really nice. So you get there, but the whole production, after that day I get there, they take a two-week hiatus. So I'm basically on the clock. But I'm on the clock for two weeks, okay? Just on the clock for two on weeks. On the clock on a blockbuster. Will on a blockbuster for two weeks, for just two hanging weeks. out. And one of my girlfriends at the time was in the Chronicles of Riddick. She played oh. um, Keith David's wife. That's why when you said when you his was funny when you said um, when you said uh, Vin Diesel, I was like, wait, I don't remember him. In-. Okay, so they no, were they were shooting Chronicles of Riddick. Gotcha. You know, because you know, Canon has those huge studios. Yeah. You know. So, to make a long story short, I said, okay, well, what can I get Will Smith? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he got all the money in the world. What can I get him? At the time, 
a few I had a baking business in New York City. Okay. A baking company called The Artful Baker. So I made this I was at my friend Kim's house, so I went to her house. I made these beautiful little pound cakes, little sweet potato pies, little cookies, little hand dipped cookies decorated. I mean, they look beautiful. They're very professional, all natural you just got me kind hungry. of thing. Oh my God. Huge basket with a big big card. Well thank you so much. Uh-huh. Um for believing in me, just so, just you know, as an artist, as a person, I thank you. You didn't have to do this, you know. That role, he could play. They could have called somebody for a day player, right, right. paid them two dollars, right. and, and gone about their way. Right. But he chose to have me do it. Right. So I made this basket and everything. So the next day, his, uh, his, uh, when we finally do get on the set, I brought this basket. <clears throat> his trainer comes over to me and was like, "Come here, can I talk to you for a minute?" Mm-hmm. I said, "What?" He's like, "You gave him that basket for all that." His stuff. trainer. His trainer. <laughs> yes. He said, "Um." You know he gets up at two in the morning and he's eating out of that. Thing. I mean, my in my wildest dreams. First of all, giving to him, I thought he would be giving it away to somebody. Right. I never thought Will Smith would eat my right. baked goods. Right. <laughs> and so the next day he runs past my trailer because you know at this point I have a beautiful pop out trailer. Of course it's nothing right. compared to his one point five million. But honey, I had a star's trailer on it. It's a long way from New. It's a long way from a honey wagon, baby. Right. Right. So, so that he. Just the the pride that he would actually, you know, eat the food that I right, cooked for right, him. Right. He ran past my trailer. He's like, the pound cake is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so those things I just remember just to go along with what a, uh, a great person he is. And yeah. just, just a human being. And if we strive harder, no matter what we do in our lives, to just be human beings and treat people well. Mm-hmm. We're going to be good. We're going to be good yeah. in this life. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Good in this life. Good so. in this life. And you know what, since we're recording again, I want to, because we spoke about it, tell them, to, to anyone out there that, that is, is thinking of or is actually pursuing the dream uh, of becoming a, a working uh, actor, talk to them about broadening their horizons like we were talking about with commercial oh yeah it's all all changed now there used to be a time where you could just be a commercial actor you could just be a voiceover actor you could just be a tv actor film actor um but today you know you should never block those chances i mean everything from you know all the back in new york i did some voiceovers uh, in LA, I have an actual voiceover agent. That's all Atlas does is voiceover. Right. And I mean, I I do everything. I audition for everything from video games to to audio books. I mean, to every series to to anything you can imagine. So you can't, as a young actor, don't block yourself. You know, open it up. You know, try to do everything. Yeah. If you feel like you can dance, go to a dance class. Right. Yeah. You know, because you never know what's going to shape your career. You never know what's going to help you. In your career, right. you never know what's going to get you cast. Right. I, because my mom put me in dance class when I was nine years old. I can go and do a Saturday Night Live Gap Fat commercial. Right, right, right. You know I, what I, I mean? Just don't don't cut off your chances, but make sure. I think in life, make sure it's what you love. Because with anything in life, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be hard times. But if it's what you love, you're really not working. Right. Like you said, you're not, you know, if it's something you love, if it's a career you love, you're really not working. Right. You're right. enjoying your life. So. Exactly. So okay. don't, don't, don't shut it down. Sharon, Expand it. Expand it. Love you, Dave Edwards. Thank you, man. The thank man. You. The Mr. Legend. Yeah. Thank you, man. Love you. Thanks. All right, y'all. That was a little bonus. We were talking. <laughs> and we said, we got we to we record this. <laughs> All love, two fingers, Jesus.